Yes, we are live with the sixth episode of the I Am Laith podcast, which is not the name of the podcast. It's Life with Laith. Work that she does, as well as talking to us more about, you know, how do we receive medicine in every moment? And there's this relationship between... Um, Hi, Ray. Yeah, and she's here. That was swift. Good morning, I'm Gabriella. How are you feeling? I'm doing, babe. Yeah, I'm really, really good. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. It's beautiful to, yeah, beautiful to be with you in this space. Where are you so checking in from today? I'm in Bali right now. I'm in Chengdu. And uh, the sun is out. It's been a glorious day. It's the evening for me now. So, um, yeah, it feels good. It feels good to be checking in. Obviously, we met in Ibiza, so I'm not there anymore. Um, you're back in the UK now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm checking in from Bristol, the West Coast. And actually, we've actually had some really beautiful sunshine um, the last couple of days. And that's been a gift, you know, with this slow transition into spring. But hey, um, I'd love to maybe just check in with you more about what drew you to Bali? Because I always find it really interesting to um, learn more about, you know, people traveling and what inspires them to move. Are you open yeah, to sharing that yeah. for me um, briefly? I first came to Bali in 2016 and I was still, I was still living in London at the time, had a nine to five job, came here for like a three week trip with my sister and I just absolutely loved it. And I was seeing all these people like working mm. remotely and I was like, wow, how are people actually doing this? And I just fell in love with this island. It's just, it's a really special island. You know, it's kind of similar to Ibiza in the sense that it holds, it's such a spiritual mm. island. You know, the, there's ceremonies every day here, like spirit is alive here. And it's the same in the sense like Mama Bali, she'll either like spit you out or she'll initiate you and give you so many gifts. Mm. And I had a really traumatic year in 2017 and everything in my life just mm -hmm. kind of crumbled and I felt like I had nothing else to lose and that was kind of my awakening year and that's when I realized I wanted to become a coach and I did my my six month diploma mm -hmm. in London and then I was like I'll just I'll just go to Bali for like six months and I'll just see what happens and then and then I got stuck here and I stayed here for like four and a half years um and then left left a year ago and this is my first time like coming back and seeing my community and just it it like there's a big part of it that feels like home here and it's yeah I've changed and evolved so much as a woman in my business like everything and, and this island has been such such a gift I'm so grateful so yeah mm, appreciate you sharing that that's so sweet. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And it's such a beautiful thing when you, you don't necessarily know where your path will take you, right? And like, you know, we can make assumptions of where our life will take us or what we feel we'd want to get out of certain things. And we can have intentions. I think it's really important to have intentions, you know, but fundamentally, if spirit has a plan, you know, if, if the higher if the higher process has a plan, then it's it's a really about trusting and letting go, hey, and trusting and letting go. And I think those are two big medicines. Um, and, you know, the topic of today's conversation is how do we receive medicine 
in every moment. Obviously, me and you, um, Gabrielle, we went back and forth trying to work this out and asked ourselves, you know, what what do we feel would be something that we can explore together, you know, during this episode? And, and that and that really came up that the main thing that we felt was really valuable is how do we receive medicine in every moment? So before diving into that, um, I'd love maybe for you to just share a bit more about what you're doing now in this moment. You know, what what weavings are you bringing to the world? Because I just feel really inspired to hear more about that. And I think people listening um, will as well. And then maybe from that, we can then shift onto um, the topic of conversation because that might then explain why we're talking yeah, about what we're going to be talking so, about. So what do I do? I always find that a difficult question to answer because I feel like I weave so much within like the space that I hold but essentially I'd say I'm a women's coach and uh, mentor and sacred space holder and I really work with these three different pillars of, of spirit and God and the earth elements and I call it our feminine nervous system which is working with our womb working with our sexual energy our yoni and kind of utilizing all those three pillars to come back to wholeness and and really come back to, I guess, feeling like our authentic selves. And I think so many of us go through life with, you know, society leading out a certain path for us. And I think whether there's like a, a big traumatic incident that happens or whether we're just living a life that we realize we're just so unsatisfied by, it's like, creating the space to then drop into those pillars of connection to then come home to yourself. And within that, I do a lot of deep trauma healing with women and I do a lot of embodiment work and, and feminine work and uh, it's magic. I feel so blessed that I get to do this. And a lot of it is, you know, ceremonial mm. stuff and, and ritual stuff, which again, I feel like that is an element of what we could speak on today as well, because it's like, how do we receive the medicine from life? And I think, ritual ceremony this element of sacredness mm. that i've discovered since being on this path mm. has has really brought me back to life and i know it supports my clients and, and the women that i i work with so that's kind of uh mm. a summary of what i do mm. beautiful wow wow it's incredible you're taking a moment to honor the work that you're bringing through and just say yeah it's a real gift that you're like doing what you're doing and, and the people that you serve, I have no doubt are, yeah, just really grateful to receive your medicine even as I am in this moment, you know, and, and it's such a gift to learn more about how, I think individually we can all try save the world, but actually what we can do is, is understand deeper parts of ourselves and then allow that to support those around us. And then if we all did that, you know, then, then there's this great ripple effect on the world around us um, and you know you mentioned things like ceremony and that's something which comes back and forth with the spaces that we hold as well um, especially a lot of the men's spaces that we do and, and this idea of like being in ceremony and actually for me um, when I was a lot younger I used to have this like very religious connotation of ceremony you know like a ceremony was in a church that was it um, and then with that just kind of blocked it out you know it was like oh no I'm not religious and so I don't care about ceremony and then through men's work specifically, I'd say, once I started to really go to these experiences and get involved in these experiences, and when they were speaking to things like ceremony, it's like, you know, prayer is an act. 
And that act doesn't necessarily mean that you're on your knees with your hands like that. Yes, you may be, but prayer can be how we are being in the world around us, how we present ourselves. Like our life can be a prayer, you know, our life and the way that we worship ourselves and those around us can be a prayer. And so, you know, this idea of like prayer and ceremony. And so do you want to speak to maybe more about how that relates from your experience mm -hmm. to how we receive medicine mm -hmm. in every moment? you know, and how ceremony and prayer um, mm -hmm. have been yeah, present I, in your I life. I feel like receiving medicine from ceremony and prayer is the fact that it's dropping me into presence and it's, you know, we're, con we're in connection. We're in connection with other beings. We're in connection with ourselves. We're in connection with God. We're in connection with the earth. And I feel like there's, there's something special that happens when we feel connected because I think so much of why why there's so much trauma it's like this aloneness like we're in this hyper individualized society now and it's kind of we're so separate like we're living further away from each other emotionally spiritually physically and I think there's this detachment and this this um separation and so I find that ceremony like brings us all together and I feel like when we're all together like mm. you know this is why I think back to you know all, all, all shamanic traditions and I, I use a lot of shamanic traditions weaved in in with my work and everything is done for the base of like for the community and you heal together and it's all for the community and it's I've, I've noticed and maybe you've had this experience before but when you're in like a group container like the healing and the magic and the transformation that happens is so much more intensified and greater because mm. everyone's intention, everyone, everyone's hearts is inside that prayer. And, mm. you know, someone asked me the other day online, what, like, how do you pray? And they were like, I hope this isn't a silly question. And I said, no, not at all, because I feel like you can overthink it sometimes am I doing it right am I connected like do I and it, it comes back to really just trusting trusting yourself trusting how it authentically wants to move through you so a prayer might be in dance or in song or writing or speaking out loud or um art you know it's anything that wants to come through you creatively and be expressed like from your heart and I feel like prayer and how we receive medicine actually is just, it's like tuning in to what's most authentic and what's true in that moment, like being really honest with yourself of what's there, instead of presenting mm -hmm. this version of what you think it should be or what you think it should look like or what you think you should feel. It's like, actually, I feel like prayer and real presence mm -hmm. is the truth of like what's here in that moment. And that might be mm -hmm. ugly, might be uncomfortable, it might be beautiful, it might be like ecstasy. And it's and it's all perfect. And I feel like it's about really learning how to be with the truth, learning how to be with what's really there. And then magic comes from that. Mm. There's so much release, you know, so many things move, so many things open up. I think mm. when we're really tapped in for both men and women with our vulnerable hearts open, it's like, that's when I feel like, mm. oh my God, this is the meaning of life you know i feel so connected to this person i feel so connected to life this is so beautiful and that's what that's what feels like medicine you know mm, that connection yeah. that real connection with with yourself and with others and
That was so beautifully put. So thank you so much for sharing that and, you know, bringing, bringing that transmission through. It was, yeah, it really landed. And I think for me, it's like medicine is this feeling. Everything can be medicine, you know? And I think you know, classically, um, again, my interpretation of medicine, you know, is very like physical, digestible substance. But then there's like this idea of like actually how medicine influences our life and what medicine may feel like. And it's, it's a representation of energy, you know, and that representation of energy can be different in different occasions and can definitely be existent in all areas of our life. And I guess what I'm really curious about, maybe this is really um, circling back to that question, because in the question is how do we receive the medicine? and receive being being open to receive can be its own challenge you know as i've experienced myself because yes of course medicine's all around us but how do we not just walk our life being unconsciously disconnected from the medicine how do we actually open ourselves up to receive and what does that look like and how do we practically do that if there is practical steps to it's a great do that? question and i feel like the first thing that comes up when you ask me that, you have to create the space. You know, I think so many of us mm. live in such a fast mm. world of just go, 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 let's keep pushing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like m more, like mm -hmm. always more money or more success or more, more, more. And like, actually I feel in order to, to receive the medicine of whatever it is in each moment, you have to create that stillness you have to slow down and that's scary for a lot of people because it's like fuck what will i feel in the stillness what will come up in the stillness what will be revealed in the stillness and what will i have to do with that information that comes through you know that's again linking back to the honest the honesty piece but I think, and this is, you know, I've got a mm -hmm. retreat coming up in June and, and I know you you do these retreats all the time with men. And I, I think it's such a gift to, for someone to take that time, to take the four days or a week, whatever it is, to like be in a container where you're held, where there's stillness, where there's actually space carved out to feel, to drop in. Otherwise mm -hmm. we don't. We just keep moving, we just keep going on, and we wonder like why we're not satisfied. It's because we're not creating the space, and I think we really have to create the space to listen. You know, I don't, I don't feel like it's easy to receive guidance if we are not slowing down and like really keeping our ears open to like listen and just sensing, you know, not even just our ears, but like just energetically, like how can we listen and we, we have to be still. I don't know, what do you think? I completely agree with you and it's something I, I struggle with myself you know I think being um being very driven and very focused and very focused on creation and creating means that actually giving myself the space to drop in and receive and well as you were saying that it made me reflect on a conversation I had with my mentor about 48 hours ago and he's, he's, based in, he's based in Cairo, and he said to me, he said, you know, the Arabic oud guitar um, has got a really large, round um, <clears throat> inner to it, and it's empty. And he said, like, musical instruments need space inside of them in order to make a tune. You know, if you stuffed a guitar with loads of paper 
would it, the sound it would make would be horrific, you know, it'd be horrible. So he's like, Leif, when you think about, you know, wanting to make new music and by that literally like representations of creating new things, um, you've got to be mindful of the fact that you've got to create that space inside of you, like, like the Arabic oud guitar that has got, and like any guitar and any drum and any sax of any device that makes any form of beautiful sound has space through it, you know? Because that's what makes the sound so special. So when we talk about singing our own song and whatever that might mean, our man own manifestation of how we wanna create in this world, it requires that space, you know? And so for me, this is a daily reminder and a continual reminder um, because of my own story and journey around you know, my own health journey and, and kind of where I've been on that and, you know, my relationship with overworking and working for lots of large, big scale organizations, um, including like European Union bodies and councils and very much filling all my time with saving everyone else. But actually, you know, there's this then complete rejection of the self. When we talk about receiving and then from that place serving, it requires us to create the space inside of ourselves, you know, in order to do that. So I guess the question in which, you know, I, I feel like really cool to shift onto is like, how do we practically do that? I'm definitely asking that for both myself and those listening, um, because, you know, it's the choice of maybe better framing it's a very feminine approach to receiving as all, all beings have masculine and feminine in them. Um, yet those that identify as female may have pr a primordial relationship with feminine energy more so. So how do we receive, you know, how do we open and what are, the, what are kind of practical ways we can do that if you're open to sharing some of that medicine that you've received through that? So for me, every day, pretty much, it's a non-negotiable, like my morning practice, my morning ritual, like I have to, like it's a non-negotiable non for me, open up that space in the morning to, to connect, whether that's in meditation or movement, journaling, whatever else wants to come through, some kind of ritual I will always do with myself in the morning because I'm, I'm really setting an intention, mm -hmm. I'm setting an intention of, you know, receiving and asking, because I have to ask, you know, I think so many of us forget mm. to ask, like what we want to receive. Mm. And it's like, you know, God needs to know what we desire. So we have to get clear. And, and mm -hmm. sometimes I think people forget mm. that that communication channel is open. So it's like, you know, I open up and I, and I pray mm -hmm. every morning, you know, it's like really, you know, I, the word discipline, I don't want to use, I would much prefer to use devotion. Like, I feel like when we bring devotion into our mm -hmm. lives, that really, for me, that's a practicality. Like, I don't know if that is like masculine enough, but like, as, as if I am setting an intention to be devotional in my everyday life, then I will bring in that ritual, mm -hmm. I will meditate, I will create the space to fill up my cup first and also to kind of like empty out from all the shit and then kind of fill up because we're mm -hmm. so full all the time. We take so much information in throughout mm -hmm. our day. It's like we have to be able to like empty ourselves out so that we can listen, so that we can hear, so we can feel the stillness and then we get to fill ourselves back up. You know, that's how we can receive. It's like that emptying first. Mm -hmm. I think this is why 
I think healing work is so fucking powerful, you know, any kind of, all, all the healing work, mm -hmm. all the holistic healing tools, it's like, that creates the space for us to receive. I think of when, when we're doing this healing work, it's like we've got these heavy blocks within us, these like icky things that are stuck in our body. And when we do that work, it, it creates the space, like the, the, the heavy weights are, kind, are released, right? And so then there's the space to receive, but a lot of us actually aren't creating the space to receive. And I think th this is why these containers are, are so important because you're actually clearing the old shit, making mm -hmm. space for the new. If you're not making space for the new, I feel like you're still gonna keep feeling stuck, wondering, I'm doing all the right things and nothing's shifting. I'm not receiving what I want, you know? And it's like actually going deeper on the somatic level, on that energetic level, I think really, really supports us in, in, in opening up to receive. Mm, so yeah. quite literally clearing energetically yeah. as well, right? And something that I love is my own practice, which is around cold and heat therapy. You know, it's very rare I will go a day without spending in the cold plunge or in the sauna. And I feel so grateful to have access to that. I recognize that is a privilege. Um, yet there's, there's different ways people can have access to that wherever they are. But for me, it's like that, that is my practice or one of my practices where it's like, let's like reset the nervous system right because what you're sharing is you're hitting the nail it's like actually compartmentalizing your day so you know having very practical ways to pray in the morning giving yourself that time giving yourself that space i'm a big journaler i probably have journaled every day for the last three years pretty much religiously whether it's a few sentences or a few pages like something comes and actually giving myself the space to do that. And then when it comes to my relationship with my nervous system as a breathwork practitioner, you know, actually holding the space for others in order to bring things to the surface and really clear them as well as a breathwork practice. Cause when we speak about emotion and how that stores in our body as you're speaking to all this emotion stores in our body, right? Like every interaction that we experience in everyday life, stores inside of our body and every day we need to do our utmost where possible to release that you know whether it is through prayer affirmation whatever works for us as individuals and i think this is a big thing as well which i've, I've worked with some clients and i've and they've asked me so what do you do and they say doesn't matter what i do let's find out what you do let's find out what you need to do because i can tell you exactly what i do and it may not work so I'm not gonna, I, I may share because it might inspire, yet let's work to find out what's your medicine. How do you open yourself up to receive? Because I recognize that spending three minutes in a nice cold shower every day at 7 a.m. might not work for everyone. And that's okay, you know, that's totally fine. Or 20 minutes in a, in a, in a hundred degree sauna, that might not work for everyone. And so, you know, some people have their own things and actually, we have our own biome as well. So when we come to the relationship with our body and our physical body and our own, our own mind, we have to find our own things um, which really work for us. But, you know, you plunge, you plunge me in a plunge pool and whew, there, is, there is no lollygagging of thoughts or anything that, that needs to be, anything that needs to come out it's coming out and then that needs to clear. Um, and so having like really practical ways to reset, you know, reset our nervous system um, is really important. And, and as you've spoken about in the spaces, 
uh, there's a lot of work around like somatic release, you know, yeah. vocal somatic release. Um, and I think for me, some of those things are when you witness, you know, you know, witness people going through somatic releases, whether it's through deep breath work or different practices, which have got them there. It's incredible. And I'm sure you've, you've, you've experienced this as well. And, and I think for me, it's, it's really inspiring and really beautiful. How do we as practitioners make sure that we're not only holding the space, but we're also giving ourselves the permission mm. to be held? <laughs> and how's that it's journey been question. for you? And I, you know, it makes me think, you know, when you, I think you just got back from a trip from somewhere and you said to me, we, we, you like had a, com uh, a question around like, you know, feeling tired, like after holding the space. So like, I'm just like curious how, how you look after yourself afterwards. Mm. And, you know, it's so interesting because I feel so comfortable when I'm holding space. Like my safe space, my safe place is when I'm holding space for others. Where, where I feel mm -hmm. uncomfortable is, is when others hold me. Like I used to have this belief that, you know, I'm the strong one, like I can do everything on my own. And I've really been working around that like the last few years of just letting go of that because it doesn't serve me. And when I lean into community, you know, there's so much nourishment and, and suddenly things do move and I feel so held. But for me to get to that place, like it's, it's an edge. Like I do feel resistance being held because you, receiving receiving is such a vulnerable act it's so vulnerable to receive you know it's you're really like burying your heart and asking someone to be with you in your mess in your ugliness like what you probably judge about yourself that you don't want anyone else to see and i think especially well maybe not especially but and i'm just speaking out loud here but you know being a space holder, maybe some people have projections of like who you are and like having your shit together. And I'm like, I don't have my shit together. Like I'm human, you know, we experience <laughs> life just like everyone else. Just because I'm, we might be holding space, right? Doesn't mean that we've got all our shit together. Like I, I can be a fucking mess mm. when I want to be. And I'm glad that I can because mm. the deeper I go with mm. myself, and I and I do. I really go to those deep places. I will. I will go and do those intense, healing, scary things that feel so confronting. Because I know I'm also going to be a better space holder for my clients. Because you know, I can when I trust mm -hmm. myself to go to those places. It's like I know the courage that it takes, the bravery that it takes. So it, it's almost like I've become better at really like holding my clients then who feel resistant, who feel scared to go in because I've been there. I've done it. I felt that fear. I really get it. And mm -hmm. I can empathize with you and, and have that mm -hmm. empathy. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, it's still a journey, but I definitely these last mm -hmm. few years it's it's even though it still feels challenging and i still get triggered around it i mm. am allowing mm. myself to receive so much more support and that's from like mm. my community from my friends and family from you know the different mm. containers that i'm in the the other different communities that i'm in you know before i really want to power through by myself but i realized it's so much harder to do life that way 
like mm. why do I want to keep creating mm -hmm. so much more uh, challenge for myself when actually it's so much easier mm -hmm. to be held even though it feels really scary mm. and icky mm. but it's like you've got to do it <laughs> because it will move quicker and I think when someone's just in there mm. like with you with their presence and it's someone that you can trust magic happens in that you know and again I remember oh my god I'm so grateful to be living life and oh yeah like it's I can keep going you know I don't feel so helpless or like mm. in my despair so mm. for me it's mm. a really real edge to receive but i'm 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 getting better beautiful thank you so much for sharing that and yeah well done on 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 that journey you know like affirming that and honoring the process that it is just to be open to receive and how difficult that can be and I know exactly how that feels, you know, um, because it's definitely been one of my biggest challenges, if not my utmost um, challenge is just to slow down because I only receive when I slow down. And so I recognize that for many years of my life, it was easier just to keep going and keep moving and keep going fast because that would mean that I didn't need to receive because it was, it was only me going forward and not necessarily slowing down and giving myself the time to receive. But something you said really stuck with me um, around space holding and it, it, it allowed me just to remind myself of a quote, which is, I go to hell's gates so I may guide others to heaven's door. And there's something really about that when you're a space holder and actually being in the space, it's like, I look around the circle, I'm like, brothers, like, I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm here because I feel your pain. I'm here because I know, I, I, yeah, I would also never know what it truly feels like to feel your own pain, but I felt pain, you know, and I felt that pain. And why I do what I do is because if there's some shape, like some way that I can support brothers in that moment to feel less pain, and actually carry some of that. And I think this is where I'm, I'm still understanding how to, you know, work through my own practice because, you know, I recognize after I've been in ceremony with men, I can hold a lot, like, like quite literally, like have carried a lot. And I spoke to one a, a long time ago, back in December, wasn't that long ago, but Nature of the Beast yeah. is, it feels like a long time ago these days. Um, back in December, the end of last year, um, a mentor from Sacred Sons out in America, he said, you know, to me, he was like, one of your greatest gifts is you can feel, but that's also something that you need to continuously work on because he's been doing this for two decades and still in the moment he will literally be so connected in, in, in another man's process he'll be so in that and someone said to him you know is it you know it's difficult he said yes it is difficult but i chose i choose not to be numb to it because i could be numb to that feeling but then it wouldn't allow me to do what i do so actually he called it the beautiful burden the beautiful burden of being so dedicated to being connected and such a feeler when you're holding space for other people and you're really feeling their energy yeah. is is a superpower but it needs to be looked after you know it needs to be worked in a way that means that you're not just always carrying that and i recognize that i can have a big weekend and um holding space for a lot of a lot of men 
And then afterwards, I feel really heavy, so I need to have my own practice. And actually, hands up, I've had times where that's actually led me to quite unhealthy patterns afterwards because I haven't necessarily known healthy ways to release that. And so what it's meant is I've actually ended up regressing into old patterns to release. What did that look like? You know, going out, drinking, and actually unhealthy ways to release. But on this most recent journey in this last kind of year or so, six months to a year, it's like, how do I have healthy ways to release? And that's kind of what we spoke about as well. And so, you know, thank you for sharing um, all that around receiving. And actually, sometimes it is it is difficult. Um, but as you mentioned, it's the most beautiful thing, like being open to receive and and being willing to receive, you know, and that's why... This is a theme that has been a bit of a thread through all of these conversations now that I've just acknowledged is this bringing together of both men and um, masculine and feminine work, you know? And actually, I always say to the brothers, you know, it's amazing that we can do this all together, but the, but the real work starts when you, your, your partner asks you to do the washing. You know, the real work, the real work starts when, you know, uh, your daughter needs your attention and you're busy at work. Like, that's the work you know, and you can come to these spaces and come to these circles and do all the screaming and the shouting and the re emotional releasing. But fundamentally, the masculine work is how do we now turn up in front of the feminine? And actually, that does mean slowing down and receiving. And I wonder, from your experience of holding these spaces, if you ever speak to that, you know, that relationship between the feminine and masculine energy, and actually, how how this work is coming together or could come together, but just from your experience around how can the feminine support the masculine? How does the masculine support? The yeah, I, I love this question. And, you know, definitely I'd say over the last two, three years, I myself have done a lot of work around loving men and loving the masculine. Because do you know what I think is difficult for a lot of women is a lot of women hold these projections towards men and they will generalize all men because you know I don't know one woman that hasn't had some kind of sexual um, traumatic mm. experience you know and so I think what can be really difficult in these spaces when we're talking about you know how do we meet the masculine it's like a lot of women carry this fear and then project all of that onto every man in their life and you know, what's difficult with that is that we can't then really appreciate and receive what we want to receive from the masculine. You know, we, we want to receive, you know, that protection, that support, that love, that, that honoring from the masculine. But if we're not coming with an open heart to the masculine, it's very difficult to do that. So, you know, in, in my containers now, I, I do a lot of work around uh, healing this relationship with our inner masculine, with our father, and really learning how to start appreciating men. Because, no, men mm. aren't all the same. Mm. They're not. You know, I've had the absolute privilege mm. of meeting, you know, men like you, men who are doing the work, and, and also men that aren't doing the work, who are just beautiful beings, you know, like who, who are really just mm. in their hearts and, and honest and the thing is, mm. I feel like we have this idea that we all need to 
be perfect, you know, but we're, we're all just doing the best we can with the tools that we have available to us. And I think there mm. needs to be something within women's work, uh, shifting from this like hyper feminist movement to actually surrendering into, you know, what, what we're here to, to bring and, and give as gifts mm. to the masculine so that then the masculine can actually show up for us. But it's like, we need to stop fighting the masculine for, for like their role and, and actually take, take a step mm -hmm. back and, and learn how to appreciate men. Because actually all, men really thrive when we appreciate them. You know, it's, and I mm -hmm. love, there's so many books that I love, like Alison Armstrong's work has, has been like life-changing for me around mm -hmm. my relationship with men. And, you know, books like, Men are from mm -hmm. Mars, women are from Venus. Like, it's so true. Like, we really do mm -hmm. come from different planets. But when we have that awareness mm -hmm. and we start to, like, really meet mm -hmm. each other and help each other to be the best versions of each other, I think the masculine and feminine mm -hmm. uh, dynamics and, and relating can shift dramatically. And uh, I've definitely noticed that in my life since since doing this work and just my relationships with men in general, it's that they're, they're really beautiful. And I used to, I definitely used to have this thing in me where I would project onto men that they just wanted one thing, you know, or, or they were dangerous. And of course there is a handful of men that are, mm. that are like that, you know, and, and I've experienced that for myself multiple mm. times, but also I think we need to open our hearts to the men in our lives and, and understand that um, mm. we get to meet them as, as like their soul and their humanness. And, and like I said before, it's like that, mm. that understanding that everyone is doing the best they can with the tools they have available to them. So that's, yeah, that's kind of been mm. a little bit of my own experience and what I've been bringing into my work recently with, with women around relating with the masculine because we need it, you know, we, we need that balance. And, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. it's, we can't just be like a world of women and, and in the, that whole feminist movement. Like I, I really do believe like we need men. We really need men and I love men. Mm -hmm. And I, I really mm -hmm. feel like there is a shift mm -hmm. that is starting to happen. Um, I don't know, how, how do men feel about women? I'm really curious. Well, I was going to say, firstly, thank you so much for sharing that. You know, it's really beautifully articulated. And as a brother and seeing you as a sister and just like that connection and how important that connection is, you know, because there's been a lot of pain in the past, right? And let's be honest, there's been a lot of masculine wounds which have really impacted both local, global and the whole world at large. Um, so it's, it's, it's a, an, another beautiful burden for the masculine to hold the fact that we need to not only heal the wounds of ourselves, but heal the wounds of those that came before us, you know, and also from maybe where we're from and the lands that we're from, that we all hold our own cultural wounds as well. And so without a doubt, it, it can be such a challenge to, 
um, hold that, but at the same time, like the willingness and dedication, and that's it. Like men doing this work need to know that they've got sisters who are supporting them in that. And I really feel that, and I really know that, and I feel, I feel so blessed, you know, in my life um, because I have just got so many incredible sisters around me and and women around me, and you know, I was a man that. I would say it was predominantly raised by the feminine as well. I've got two incredibly strong older sisters and a mother that had the most impact on me. And that's, you know, that, that journey for me has been all about healing the relationship with my father, you know, and actually that's what kind of got me into men's work and understanding more about men's work. And um, that, that's been its own journey as well. So just, just, to, just to speak to your question, you know, we as men, love women and actually are here to honor them and here to respect them and here to support and serve as well as compassionately connect in a way that is not only healing those that came before us but will heal those that can come after us you know and actually like it's imperative to the evolution of human humankind for there to be healthy relationships between the masculine and the feminine and you know that's a, there's a whole conversation there around the evolution of the nuclei family parenting how that's changing the world and at the moment different views on relationships and how that's impacting the world yet that is definitely for another time um but in this moment you know in, in regards to that medicine and being open to receiving well you know men need to be open to receiving divine feminine and in my humble opinion as you've just shared women need to be open to receiving the divine masculine because it's only in that will there be sacred union in which is like the medicine for everything and everyone because fundamentally that that connection Oof, it's like that ripple is what is what truly creates so much light and so much love um, in this world. And so, yeah, really appreciate you sharing that, honouring that. And it's been really beautiful to to be on this journey. Um, we met in Ibiza. You're now in Bali. I'm now in Bristol. Who knows where the tides will 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 take us on this journey? Gabrielle. Yeah, what I'd love as we as we nearly come to a close is for you just to share a bit more about what's coming up for you in regards to spaces you're holding, things you're doing, because I'd love just for people to hear that um, before we kind of close this out, if that feels good. And I just want to say thank you for what you just said there around, you know, what men want and what they're here for in terms of relating with women, because I think if women listen to this and watch this, that's going to be so healing for women to receive because I think mm. it's that classic saying of like, oh, but there aren't any good men, you know, there's none of them, where are they? And it's mm -hmm. like, no, they're right in front of you and they're all around. And I just feel like getting to hear that from a man's voice is, is really healing. So thank you. Um, so, mm. yeah. Pleasure. Um, um, what have I got coming up? So we've got, I've got a retreat in Tuscany this June, the 6th to the 11th called Laloba and it's yeah it's a whole deep immersion of deep healing liberation transformation you know it's it's in the most beautiful place in Tuscany um with Meadow Suite and uh yeah I'm so excited mm. it's for six days and it's coming up really soon and we're half full at the moment so 
that's a really exciting opportunity. And then I have got the Priestess Initiation Academy, which is like a year-long mentorship that I that I run, and I'm opening that up again for applications. We're starting in July, and that's literally like my life's work. It's it's really everything. It's got all the ceremony. It's got all the coaching. Uh, it's it's got all the deep magical healing stuff. So. Um, yeah, that's definitely, if people are wanting more accountability and, and support, that's the way to go. Um, and, and that's kind of it at the moment. There's some other things that might be coming up, but nothing's confirmed yet. So, yeah, that's all I'd say for now. Mm, beautiful. Mm, thank you so much. I really appreciate what you've brought through today. I really appreciate what you've shared. I really appreciate the medicine in which you, you've, you've brought me in this moment and actually allowing me to be still and just receive and, and also just to really feel into it. It's been really, really beautiful. And, you know, I have no doubt for the abundant success in which the work that you're doing will continue to bring you. You know, you're a woman that is shining her light and leading from the heart and not only doing the work, but supporting others to do the work as well. And like fundamentally, that's, for me, that is of the highest. And so, you know, continually allowing spirit to, to flow through us is, is such a gift. You know, being in prayer and reminding ourselves that this life is a prayer. Um, but that also means that play and joy and fun is also an important part of all of that good juiciness, just to make sure we experience all the different flavors of this life. Gabrielle, if people wanted to connect with you, what's the best way that they can find you and find so more about So my Instagram is uh, at I am Gabby Francis. And then on there, like there's my links to everything, all the different web pages, et cetera. Um, or I have an email, info at gabriellefrancis.com. But probably Instagram is is the best way um, to connect with me. And if someone has listened to this and they're wanting to go a little bit deeper and just dip their toes in, I do have a free three-day course that I can send them. So just saying you can reach out, drop into my DMs, and, and I can send you the link to the free three-day course if, if you're feeling cool to explore more of it. Mm, amazing. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Gabriella. Thank you for being a guest. This was Life with Leif, episode six. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Let's keep in Thank touch. You, Send you so much love, Thank sister. Thank you so much. Well, you lots of love. Bye. Take care. Bye.